Hello, friend. Welcome back to the Wayfarer Podcast. I'm Tom Vanderwell. Appreciate you joining me today on this chapter day journey where we find ourselves in Matthew 19. It was verse 3 that resonated with me. It says, some Pharisees came to Jesus to test him. And they asked him, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any and every reason? Today's podcast is entitled, The Sticky Wicket. I married as a young man with every intention of never divorcing. I mean, I was blessed growing up. I didn't experience divorce in my own family. And I'd be lying if I said that I didn't have feelings of shame and failure when it actually happened 17 years later. Divorce is a sticky wicket among many Christian persuasions. Among some of the more fundamentalist branches, divorce is leveraged as a major litmus test to distinguish the pure and the unpure, who is in and who is out, who is holy and who is not. When my first wife and I were amidst our divorce, I received the handwritten letter of some, I think it was eight, eight to ten pages, from a friend who felt it important to explain to me why I was going to hell in no uncertain terms, and would be forever sealed with the scarlet letter D for the rest of my days on this earthly journey. According to him, divorce was an unpardonable sin. There was no grace, no redemption, no going back. And what was really interesting about it, however, was that this friend who wrote the letter, yeah, his wife had left him many years before divorced him, got remarried, though he steadfastly refused to acknowledge that they were, in fact, divorced. He continued to wear his wedding ring and live in denial. Divorce, let me tell you, brings out all sorts of emotions in all sorts of people. In today's chapter, the fundamentalist religious leaders approach Jesus with the motivation of testing him. They came to test him. Now, if you want to test someone, just ask the person to take a stand on a controversial issue, knowing that you're going to make at least half of the audience angry. Politicians, journalists, they do this all the time. It's a tactic from a very well-worn playbook. Now, the test for Jesus was the sticky wicket of divorce. Though modern readers may not comprehend the full context of the matter in Jesus' day. So among the Hebrew religious lawyers at that time, there were two schools of thought when interpreting the law of Moses in Deuteronomy chapter 24, verses 1 through 4, in which a man who, quote, finds something displeasing, end quote, about his wife, quote, because he finds something indecent about her, end quote, then he can write a certificate of divorce, send her away from his house. Now, one legal camp focused on the term, find something displeasing, and contended that any man could divorce his wife for any displeasure, no matter how small or trivial. He might simply divorce her for burning his stake. The other legal camp focused on the phrase, because he finds something indecent about her, and believed that divorce was confined to some kind of indecent sexual immorality. Now, in Jesus' day, divorce was a much larger social issue. Women had no rights. Women had no legal standing. Women had virtually 
no means or opportunity to survive and provide for themselves outside the context of marriage. Thus, a widow or a divorced woman who had been cast off because she burned her husband's stake was placed in the precarious position of having very few options available to them. I mean, they could find another husband. Good luck finding a husband with that scarlet D on your tunic. They could live off the charity of family or friends, or they could become sex workers. Uh, A man who dismissed his wife was not only placing her in an impossible position, but was also adding to a larger social problem for which there were few good answers. Now, Jesus, of course, pointed back to the pattern of creation as God's ideal, his intent. One man, one woman, becoming one flesh for life. And I find it intriguing that polygamy was not a heated religious issue, given this fact and its prevalence throughout history. But I'll just leave that one there for now. And Jesus obviously said, yes, sexual immorality, he kind of sided with the indecent lawyer group. Now, in the quiet this morning, I guess you could say that I'm wrestling with my demons. And as an Enneagram 4, shame is a constant for me. Jesus certainly pointed to the ideal as God's desire for us. Though my experience is that the ideal is rarely seen or experienced on this life journey in any context. In this fallen world, divorce is a human reality as old as humanity itself. It will never be ideal. At the same time, my personal experience is that God was never absent during the breakdown of my marriage or during the time of my divorce. And my experience through it all was ultimately that of God's love, his grace, his restoration, his redemption, and the germination of new life in multiple ways. Old things passed away, new things began. There are so many sins and mistakes that wreak havoc on lives, on families, on society, and divorce is certainly one of them, but not the only one. If there's one thing that I've learned in my 40 years of following Jesus, it's that the very heart of his entire mission was to take broken things and to redeem them, to make them new. Wendy and I have seen this and experienced it in countless ways, despite the pit to hell that my friend dug for me in his letter all those years ago. I can't help but remember the words of Corey Ten Boom. She said, quote, There is no pit so deep that God's grace isn't deeper still. End quote. Thanks, my friend. Hey, a quick note, I'll be taking a break next week while I'm out on a business trip and focusing on my client. Feel free to use the chapter day index at tombanderall.com. You can also scroll back in the podcast episodes and listen to some old podcasts. I'll be back a week from Monday. Have a great week.